So body peace is not body war. Let's start there. <laughs> because unfortunately, we all know what the war is with body. It's the, oh, I'll start again tomorrow on my next diet. Oh, I've been bad. Oh, I just cheated. Oh, you know, oh, I just need more willpower. All of that is the war. Body peace is a sense of feeling at home in our own skin. Mm. Body peace is feeling like we're listening to our body and responding to her or him with respect. We were not taught to actually listen, to respond, to be in a relationship with our body. We were taught the opposite. Hey everybody, John Chisholm here. Welcome to the All the Best podcast. It's my own special blend of motivation and devotion designed to help you find all the best in life. I just believe there's always a way to make your life better. I want to help you get there. Nothing's going to be off limits in this show. We're going to talk to amazing people from all kinds of backgrounds, beliefs, and points of view. We're going to be bringing you insights, advice, and inspiration to guide you into the coolest chapters of your life and maybe help you actually enjoy your time here on planet earth so buckle up kids this is gonna be fun Hey, everybody, and welcome to the show. My guest today, Nina Mandelson, has one message. That is to end the food and body struggle and to start feeling good again. No stranger to the endless diet wars that always failed her, Nina went on a quest. She wanted to finally master her body, to get control of her eating, and to finally get to her perfect body weight. But a master's degree in counseling didn't heal what was wrong inside of her. A certification in nutrition didn't stop the emotional binging or the cravings to eat her feelings no matter how carefully she planned her food intake. It just seemed that nothing could tame the shame monster in her life and she chased the diet culture through every fad it could throw at her. That is until she realized that she and all of us are in a relationship with our bodies. It's not an it, our bodies are us. And we will only find the weight loss breakthroughs that we really want when our relationships with our bodies are healed. So if you're hungry for breakthroughs and victory over the monster of shame, you're going to love the empowering message of how to find body peace with this amazing therapist and my new best friend, Nina Manelson. All right. Well, Nina Mandelson, welcome to All the Best. It's so good to have you on. Oh, John, totally my privilege and pleasure. As we start, I just got to tell you, I've been getting to know you, immersing myself in who you are. I've been watching your YouTubes. And I just have to say that even though I'm a guy, I feel almost everything that you've been talking about. I check my body to see if I'm holding in the rolls or my gut or my butt, you know, to see if they're sticking out. And I hate the way I look in so many pictures. Can your message, primarily for women, be for someone like me too? Absolutely. Absolutely. I work with women because I've always worked with women. i That's my expertise. But I am hearing so much that the things that I'm saying really resonate to men as well. The 
war with our bodies, unfortunately, isn't relegated to a certain gender or a certain right. age or a certain demographic. It's unfortunately a net that's been cast over us as human beings, that somehow our body is not okay as it is, mm. that we have to have a body that lives up to a cultural beauty ideal, mm. right? And not only just a cultural beauty ideal, the cultural beauty ideal of now, right? And to think about it in like in the 60s, right? right? Twiggy was the cultural beauty ideal. I remember well, yeah. Right, very sh shapeless, right? Then we now have the Kardashians, right? It's very shapely, very curvy, mm. right? So there's this idea that our body's never quite right, it's never quite in fashion, and that we should always be doing something or managing our body to conform to a weight, to a size, to a shape. And that leaves us feeling like we're in this struggle, in this war, in this negative relationship with our own body. Right. And, and that runs the multi-billions of dollars of industry around diet and exercise and health and supplements and you name it, you know, and what they're playing to is that real sense of, of distress in us about our bodies, whether it's male or female, you know, and we can talk a little more about the male side in a while if we want to, but I feel that I think it's just as prevalent for men, though it's dressed up a little differently, but it's, it's what our culture tends to run on. It does. And not just run on it's what our culture makes money on the diet mm. culture is a 72 billion dollar mm. industry right so there's 72 billion dollars coming at us telling us that our body is not okay preying on our own secure insecurity mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right that's just diet culture then we've got a whole anti-aging industry that says no 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 we're not supposed to age we're not supposed to look like we're getting older we're supposed to stay young mm -hmm. right so all the anti-aging creams and all the products like even like lovely creams that i adore they say anti-aging i'm like no you know i'm gonna go with my mom's motto which is if you're lucky you age mm. god bless your mom she was right yeah, yeah. she is right Right. And so this idea that we're not supposed to age, that our body shouldn't change, that we should be forever youthful and forever in small bodies that are perfectly fit adds this incredible pressure and becomes this um, energy vortex that we get swallowed into. Mm. Often when clients come to me, they're like, I am exhausted. I am exhausted with trying to find the right next diet. I am exhausted by feeling like a failure every two weeks because I was great for two weeks and now I feel like I failed and I'm not on my diet anymore and I can't do it anymore and I, I just am, and then I binged and now I feel terrible and right? exhausting, right? This diet cycle. The whole shame it, monster that's caught up in all that. It beautifully said, right? The shame monster. I have a, a client who calls it the pit of shame. Yeah. She said, like, I'd be walking and then I'd be like, okay, I'm going to diet. This is it. And then I can't diet. And then bam, right into the pit of shame. I did it wrong. I mm -hmm. ate the wrong thing. I ate too much. I couldn't stop eating, right? All of those unwanted eating behaviors, 
then put us in the pit of shame. Or we walk into a room, do the compare and despair scan around the room, and we end up with the shame monster attacking us, Mm. right? Mm. Oh, my body is bigger than other people's. Oh, I'm not as, I don't know, buff or whatever as whoever else is there. Mm. So there's so much pressure in our culture against our bodies Mm. that it actually interrupts a very authentic, caring relationship with our body that we want and we need. Wow. I love that. Compare and despair. What a great phrase that is. So you teach and coach and write about making peace with our bodies. You deal mostly with women, men, but you know, what is this phrase body peace about? So body peace is not body war. Let's start there, (laughs) right? Because unfortunately we all know what the war is with body, right? It's the, oh, I'll start again tomorrow on my next diet. Oh, I've been bad. Oh, I just cheated. Oh, you know, I just need more willpower. Oh, I'm just not going to eat anything. And for, you know, this many, all of that. For the next 10 years. Right, right. I'm never going to eat again. (laughs) Right. All of that is the war, right? Body peace is a sense of feeling at home in our own skin. Mm. Body peace is feeling like we're listening to our body and responding to her or him with respect, with responsiveness. We were not taught to actually listen, to respond, to, to be in a relationship with our body. We were taught the opposite, right? Oh, you need to pee? Oh, just sit here for another hour while yeah. the class is finished. Or we are in a place of a tiredness as an adult. Oh, I'm not tired. Just give me more coffee right? Or, oh, I got a little brain fog this afternoon. I'll just have a little chocolate, right? Where all these messages where our body's saying, I'm tired. I need to pee. I need food. I, you know, I need to get up. I need to move. We were like, no, 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 no. Don't listen to that. Just throw it some food or throw it some caffeine or whatever it is. Just shh, body. Mm. I'm not listening. Right? I often call it's like the talk to the hand relationship. <laughs> That's so good. And so what we learn of all those years of not listening is we stop trusting our own body wisdom. Mm. We get disconnected. We get divorced from our own incredible wise body. Mm. There's so much for our body in terms of her or him giving to us information, clues. Yeah. Now, how did you come to this? I mean, is, was there an experience in your own life where you felt totally disconnected from your body and a, had a crisis or how did, how did you come to this? I'm, I'm laughing because you said, was there an experience? Let's talk about like my whole life, right? <laughs> There was no one experience. It was decades, decades of dieting, Mm. decades of feeling that compare. I was the queen of compare and despair. I would walk into a room and always feel like, oh my gosh, everybody else is small, has a smaller body. Right. I was decades of 
Monday morning diets, right? Decades of being attacked by that shame monster, sitting in that shame barrel. I'm not good enough. And decades of what's wrong with me that I have all this unwanted eating behavior. What's wrong with me that I'm binging? What's wrong with me that I can't have a little ice cream, but the whole pint, yeah. right? So it was really being in the war, deeply in the war that I was like, are you kidding me? This is getting, honestly, my response to myself was, I am bored. I'm literally bored with the conversation in my head. Please, no more. No more walking into a room and feeling bad about myself. Mm, this has wow. got to stop. So <laughs> one thing is it's, it, there is no, it's not a hard ending. It's not, as our culture would say, a lose seven pounds in seven days kind of thing, right? I spent decades, many people have spent decades being in body war. It takes some practice to be in body peace. Mm -hmm. So it is a process. There's definitely a moment of shift of, you know what? I am starting to unlearn diet culture. That is a pivotal moment where you start going, wait a second, hang on. I'm not buying this anymore. That photo on that billboard, that was Photoshopped. The food that they're selling me, they're selling it to me with this concept of I will lose weight, that I will be better if I eat that food because right. I will lose weight. When we start questioning the diet culture, that's a great beginning. So for me, the journey was both a professional journey and a personal journey. So one of the reasons that moved me into this path is, you know, 30 years ago, I was a body worker. I did massage and all day I would hear women's body stories, their experience of their bodies, how they felt about their bodies, the trauma that they'd gone through. And I was like, wow, our bodies hold the book of our life. Wow. Every cell is carrying our memories. Oh, And so, so I was like, you know what? I'm going back to school. So I went back to school, got a master's in counseling, became a therapist, but I was still unwanted eating, binging. I was like, bah. so then I was like, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to go to nutrition school and I'm going to learn how to eat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the answer either. Right. Mm -hmm. That wasn't the answer because it's not any of those things by themselves. We have to, yes, what we put in our body does matter, but we have to be in a place of listening. What does our body need and what are our unwanted eating behaviors saying to us? It's really important, right? The nutrition school thing was like, oh, let me fix those unwanted eating behaviors. I'm just going to tell myself what to eat and when to eat. It was just a very, very, very fancy diet, right? Right, right. Instead going, oh, my unwanted eating behaviors are messages. They're, they're, billboards saying there's something you're feeling going on here. And so then to start looking at that from a psychological perspective, from how is it holding, being held in my body, then we can start to unravel, unlearn, unpack all the really toxic messaging mm -hmm. that we've had around our food and diet. Wow. That's so, so good. It reminds me of Dr. Joe Dispenza. I don't know if you mm -hmm. like Joe, but 
in his, uh, some of his material, he talks about how our bodies really are our subconscious mind. And that if we don't reprogram, we're just going to live out the same thing each and every day. If we don't interrupt that pattern and really reprogram even our cells, it's very fascinating, the whole epigenetics and how those messages you were talking about really are stored in our body. We don't know where it's coming from, but we're so programmed even subconsciously, things that we don't even remember, all this the, the destructive messaging that we live out. It's, it's our body being that subconscious mind. That blew me away the first time mm -hmm. I heard him say that. And I, I, I feel like you're echoing that, that yeah. we're just living out these subconscious messages. I mean, there you were, you know, getting these masters and these degrees and psychology and wellness, but the problem was still there. Now, in one of your videos, you actually talked about neural pathways yes. and how, you know, like Dr. Dispenza says that the, the neurons that fire together, wire together, you know, and we keep reinforcing those negative cycles. How do you begin to break out mm -hmm. of that yeah. neural pathway loop? Yeah. So the way that I, I grew up in Canada and the way that I think about neural pathways is this comes from decades of watching um, Winter Olympics. Right. <laughs> so if you think about the luge run, you know, they get into that fancy sled at the top and they're down in two seconds, six seconds. Right. They don't in, in a luge. They don't think, huh, should I go left? Should I go right? It's just a thought. So many of us walk by a mirror. And the first thought is, oh my goodness, my thighs, my butt, my belly, right? Without even thinking, we don't go, huh, what do I look like? Hmm, let me assess. It's in, six, in less than six seconds, oh, a nanosecond. A nanosecond, right? yeah. And we're criticizing ourselves. So quickly this happens. So that's a neural pathway that gets played over and over that critical mind. Then, if we're, what we're trying to do is change this relationship with our body, we go to the top of the luge run, we can't erase that luge run that's been going for decades. It's not something that we just poof and away it goes. But what we can do is start to create a new luge run. We can start to create a new conversation with ourselves, mm. right? A more compassionate conversation, a more caring conversation. And it may be, it's just at the beginning, oh, oh, there's a mirror, right? That may be the beginning of the conversation because I tried. I was a big Louise Hay fan, amazing human, and I would look in the mirror, and I kid you not, for 10 years and say, I love my body. And in the mirror right back at me was, ha, you don't. You don't. It's just not true. That's absolutely not the truth. <laughs> Your evil twin. Right. I called her, the, and I still do, the mean mirror voice, right? When she shows up, right? The mean mirror voice. So that, that going back at those neural pathways with, that's not true, right? Like, or you don't feel that way. You love your body. And my brain's like, that's, I don't, I just don't. That coming at things strong like that with an affirmation or trying to erase the neural pathway is not effective. Mm. It's just not. What we want to be doing is cultivating a different conversation, starting to foster 
an actual relationship with your body. How do you? So first, and I know it sounds so basic, is to acknowledge we are having a relationship with our body. Mm. This isn't just a vehicle that we're driving through in our life. This is an important relationship. In fact, I would say this is the most important relationship of our whole life, hmm. right? And for sure, it's the longest. We are born into it and we're going to die in this relationship with our body. But it's important because, and you know this feeling, when we feel good and feel like all that, we walk into a room and we're confident. We're ourselves. We share, right? And when we're not feeling that great, we walk into a room and we're a little more withheld. And we don't share. We don't show up in the world in the way that we really want to, right? So this relationship with our body impacts, and it impacts our intimate relationships, right? When we feel good in our body, we're more likely to be intimate, experience more pleasure, be fully expressed. When we're not feeling good in our body, we're a little more withheld. Mm. Right. So how we feel in our body impacts every other aspect in our life. So if here we are going, okay, this is an important relationship. The next step is how's the relationship going? How? It's like taking, it's like walking into a, counsel, a counseling office with your partner and the counselor, the therapist says, so tell me how's the relationship going? And what would your body say about the relationship? And what would you say about the relationship? We're just not used to thinking like that, you know, and with the whole wave of mindfulness and self-care and just, I don't know, we're in, we're in a whole new era of awareness around those things. And I think for some people, it's still a little too weird and still feels like it's selfish or self-centered or self-focused to talk about in a bad way to talk about yeah. self-care you think oh that means i'm just going to go wrinkle up in a bubble bath for the next 12 hours and <laughs> it's like it's a it's about a whole lot more than that right i mean uh, absolutely absolutely right what i know the self-care starts to sound trite now it almost sounds like a like its own meme of bubble yeah. baths yeah exactly yeah. And it's lost its true meaning, right? What does it mean to be caring towards ourselves? What does it mean to be in service of our body? What does it mean to tend to our needs, right? That's not selfish. Right. That's actually what it takes to move through the world feeling whole. And if you're going to help anybody in the world, and you're not helping yourself, you're not gonna be in any position to help anybody else. You're not gonna have the, the strength or the, the emotional stamina to, you know, because our bodies and our souls, everything is so intertwined. You're not, if you're run down physically, you're gonna be run down spiritually, emotionally, all those other factors, and you're not gonna be any good for anybody. So it, it has to start there. Loving your neighbor starts with loving yourself. Absolutely. And how this often shows up, that sort of sense of depletion when we're not taking care of ourselves, is people start going, I don't understand. I'm like nibbling all the time, or I'm doing this late night eating, or I can't stop. Right. So our needs, 
that are not being met show up somewhere else. So one way to think about it is I often talk about there's two kinds of nutrition, primary nutrition, secondary nutrition. Secondary nutrition is what we actually eat. Mm. That's secondary. Primary nutrition is our sleep. It's our relationships with our friends, our family. It's our spiritual life. It's our intellectual life. It's our careers. It's being in nature. It's being with our pets. It's all the things that make us feel filled up, mm. that deeply nourish. When we're not feeding ourselves that primary nourishment, that primary nutrition, where are we going to turn? Secondary nutrition. It's going to try to fill the gaps. Right. Right. That's why it's so important when we have those unwanted eating behaviors show up because we haven't been nourished mm. in other ways. Now, our unwanted eating behaviors show up for a lot of other reasons, but this is a big one to really highlight how caring for ourselves is essential. We have to feed ourselves. Mm. And feeding ourselves, yes, it's food, but it's also feeding ourselves all the other things that we need to feel truly filled. Wow. So the first place to start is just being aware that we are in a relationship with our own physical body. It is important. It's vital, as vital as spirit and soul and everything else. We have to nurture this relationship and love the body to be at peace with it. Well, you have tremendous resources. You have a new ebook. You have all those awesome, very short, but very informative and inspiring YouTubes that are just amazing that mm. have hooked me in. And I just love your message of empowering women to have peace in their relationship with their bodies. I, I have a question for you. How can I, as a man, be more sensitive and encouraging to the women in my life to find their own body peace? That is a great question. I love that question so much. So there's a couple of things. One is be part of the positive conversation, right? If it's somebody who's in your inner circle, right? This is a, a partner, a sister, a mother, then engage and be part of the positive conversation. If it's not somebody in your immediate circle that feels safe around you, that you feel safe with, do not comment. It's not yours to comment on. It's their relationship with their body. Don't, right? Mm. Because as soon as we comment one way or the other, this is really important. Even if we say, oh, you look great. You look like you've lost weight. And we think we're giving somebody a compliment. Well, then what does it say about them yeah. in a month when they've gained their way back? Right. Right. Or right. what does it say about that, how you felt about them a month ago yeah. when they were bigger? So really, one thing is, unless it's somebody really in your inner circle, women's bodies are not up for comment because it objectifies and makes us as women feel like our value is our body. Our value is way more than our body. Mm. So that's one. Next one is if you are, if we're talking about those intimate relationships, especially with a partner, 
right, is to appreciate, adore, and love their body as it is now, and now, and now, Mm. and now. My husband often says, I feel so lucky. I feel like I've had a relationship. We've been married for 25 years. We feel like we've, I've, I've had a relationship with many women because your body's changed over 25 years. <laughs> How many right? women has he had in this relationship? Right, right. <laughs> many different changes. Our bodies are always changing, mm. right? Before I had kids, after I had kids, you know, before menopause, after menopause, right? Before illness and surgeries and all the things that we go through, right? As human beings in bodies. Mm. So one, very powerful thing that a partner can do for their partner who might be having body images, image issues is to be that voice of your body as it is now is awesome. Just like it was five minutes ago and just like it'll be awesome in five minutes, no matter what the changes. Who you are in this body is great, mm. right? Now, this is really important. If you're a man and you're with any woman, partner, doesn't matter. How, what you say about other women matters, Mm. right? If you're walking down the street and you make a comment about somebody's size or somebody's fitness level, even if you think, oh, it's just an, you know, en passant kind of conversation. What you're saying to the person next to you is you judge bodies. And when we send out that flare, I judge bodies, the person next to you goes, my body's not safe in your presence. Yeah. Mm. And this goes both ways, men and women, right? You're two guys. And the one guy says, oh my gosh, look at him. He's gained weight. Well, suddenly this other guy is like, oh, wow, they're judging. Mm-hmm. This is a judgmental person and they're judging my body. I don't feel as safe in exactly. this relationship, right? So it's really important to be aware of our comments about other people's bodies matter. And as an intimate partner, we can be part of the positive narrative of their body or we can be part of the negative narrative. Yeah. That's right? so good, Nina. And- that, that's the... To think that the even comments, offhand comments about someone else's body or fitness level would really affect, you know, a partner, even even a friend, you know, it doesn't even yeah. have to be a lover or a partner or a wife or husband, but just even being aware that judgmental comments affect the people around us in some way, especially if they're struggling in some way in, in their their own body piece. And it's and. It isn't just comments about bodies. It's also diet talk, mm. right? Oh, I shouldn't eat this. Well, then what is that signaling to the person next to them that's eating it? Who's halfway through the carrot cake. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What? I'm not supposed to be eating this? Yeah, this right. That I'm like being like, I don't know, slovenly or, you know, yeah. whatever. Like, what does it mean? I'm suddenly gluttonous because I want dessert. Yeah. And right. they don't. Right. So to refrain from diet talk in friendships, in partnerships, in intimate relationships, because 
I know, and this is part, unfortunately, of, of sort of women's culture for years. One of the ways I bonded with my friends was, oh, let's go. I'm going to Weight Watchers. I'm going to this diet. Right. Oh, I'm going on this plan. Will you do that with me? Right. But what does it signal to everybody who goes, I don't really want to be on another restrictive diet. Like, should I be? Am I bad that I'm not? Is my body, are you asking me because my body's not okay the way it is? So if we're with somebody who has body image issues, it's so important to be that presence of your body is safe with me. Mm. You no, might not even know someone has body image issues. They might look great for the most part, you know, or totally, you don't know what's in the mind of another human being and what they're struggling with. So not that you can just, you know, just walk around silent with your zip, your, your lips zipped forever, but we don't know what we can be so insensitive sometimes. Oh my gosh, John, that is such a good point. I'm so glad you brought that up, which is most people are having some feelings about how their body looks. Mm -hmm. Most people, that's my experience. Yeah. And so really, like, no, you can't go around with zip lips, but you can find other things to talk about. <laughs> right? right? Like, there's a lot of other things to talk about <laughs> besides somebody's body and besides what they're eating or what you're eating. Really. Like, it's time to expand. And there's other things to compliment. You're glowing. I'm so happy to see you. You look like you're lit up by life. Like there's a million different ways to compliment somebody besides you look like you've lost weight. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So good. Well, speaking of other things to talk about. Yeah. I love the fact that you were inspired by your slam poet kids <laughs> to start expressing yourself with yeah. body poems and I listened to a couple of them on your YouTubes and I am blown away. I've been a songwriter mm -hmm. for most of my life and your art, your what you're doing with your body poetry was so moving to me. I loved the one about the numbers. I love the not my numbers. I love the one mm -hmm. to my body. Those were the two that I got to today before we were in our, our taping here. But I love what you're doing. Would you be able to perform? Would you would you slam some poetry for us? <laughs> Absolutely, I would. And I was just thinking as you asked, what would be a good poem given our conversation? And we've been talking about this is a relationship, right? This isn't an object. This isn't our body isn't an it. So I thought I would share with you this is this poem is called we got the body thing wrong we got the body thing wrong we got it wrong because we were taught it was a thing our body something to be dealt with to be managed to be monitored to be measured we got it wrong because our body became it how could this wondrous collection of cells, wisdom, and energy be an it? It puts our body over there, separate from us. It keeps us from being connected. Your body, she, he, they, goddess, is connected to you. 
She is you. Our parts are all connected, body, mind, soul, spirit, feelings, but she, your body, keeps getting left out. She gets ignored, objectified. She gets managed. Try calling her she or darling or lovey or whatever name you call someone you truly love. Try that and watch a relationship unfold. Wow. Beautiful, Nina. Oh, man. That just makes me happy inside. I'm going to call myself lovey. <laughs> That's it. But that was so awesome. So awesome. This has been rich. I knew that it would be just from exploring who you are online. The footprint that you have there is is beautiful and empowering. And what 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 is your favorite way to interact with people? How can they get into your world? I know you have a lot of online resources there. Help us connect with you. Yeah. So come check out my website because there's some great resources. There's a free ebook there. My website, you can find it at bodypeacewithnina.com. And also find me on Instagram. Find me on Facebook. Reach out to me at nina ninavanelson.com. Like if you know that you're ready for support in this, don't wait. We have waited, I know I waited for decades before I decided to change the relationship. Um, let's have a conversation. I have a fabulous program, Body Peace Seekers. There's just different ways to engage in the work. Everybody is at a different place. Let's find out where you are in your relationship with your body and take the next step if you're feeling ready. So good, Nina Mandelson. Thank you so much. John, thank you. Really a delight. Thanks for hanging out with me today on All The Best. If you like the show, be sure to share it out with your family and friends on your social media and drop me a line at john at johnchism.com. I would love to hear from you. I also want to invite you to jump over to my site right now to sign up for my free 31-day motivational email series. It's designed to help you go for all the best in life. If you're needing some real change, fresh motivation and inspiration, this could be just the thing to get you going. You can find it at johnchism.com and I'll see you next time.